welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Hello, Falcha. This is Laura O'Brien. I'm an Irish three. I'm here to answer a question on ancestry and cultural appropriation. And these are both topics that come up a lot. Possibly because I speak about them both a lot, but also because it is something that our students at the Irish Pagan School and our mailing list through there or through lauraobrien.ie would be very interested and very aware, I think, about ancestry and about cultural appropriation and about right relationship. I talk about that a lot as well. So Chelsea contacted us. The biggest question that they had about Irish paganism was to do with ancestry and cultural appropriation. I'm just going to read it out here. Chelsea said, for a few years, I've been researching and digging for what a nature-based ancestral spiritual practice might look like for me. And I'm really keenly aware of how much cultural appropriation happens in neo-pagan and new age practices. I live on the traditional territories of the Kwanlin Dun First Nation and the Tan Kwashan Council. Please forgive me if I'm pronouncing those incorrectly. And I do a lot of thinking and work to respect indigenous perspectives and rights to this stolen land called Canada. I'm also a person who wants to connect authentically with my own ancestry as a way of working to heal some of the trauma and sickness of generations of being colonial oppressors on this continent. And I'm seeking a spiritual practice that isn't yet another appropriation on my part. I think for a lot of the people who get in touch with me, certainly this would be very relatable. To me. So what do you think of people of mixed ancestry? In my case, it's mixed English, Scottish and Irish. But as I've looked back into my family history where I can find the info, it is more English than either Scottish or Irish. So what do you think of them pursuing an Irish pagan path? And again, that comes up a lot. And I know I have answered this question on my blog. Spoiler alert, you don't need Irish ancestry to follow an Irish pagan path. I really believe that. And I get a lot of shitheads here who are like, oh, we have to keep it pure. None of that is true or accurate. The ancestry class that I teach over at the Irish Pagan School goes into this in great detail. Your bloodlines are a factor, certainly, and can be a factor that you trace your ancestry through. But they are not the only piece of that particular puzzle. So definitely check out the Irish ancestry class over at the Irish Pagan School if you want to learn more on that. And there's a couple of articles on my blog as well at lauraobrien.ie. So that's to answer that question anyway. But uh, some of my English ancestors oppress some of my Irish and Scottish ancestors. How do I honour my ancestors in that context? Okay. How do I honourably develop a relationship with Irish or Scottish paganism when I know that many of my ancestors were part of a violent system that literally stole land and resources from other of my ancestors? And again, this is a common pickle that people find themselves in. And it's something that people who are aware and are thinking about ancestry and thinking about appropriation, it will have occurred to a lot of them, a lot of you, I think. And yeah, and some of the ancestors even work to eradicate the spiritual practices that Chelsea now seeks to learn. So maybe this is a big question. It, it is a big question. It's a really big question. Um, so big that I'm answering it in multiple formats. <laughs> so I'd really value your perspective on this. It's a big reason why I've treaded very carefully in investigating this potential spiritual path. Thanks for what you do. I'm really appreciating your work and approach. Awesome. So I was really happy to hear from Chelsea. And um, when I answered this question, I did send Chelsea a personal response as well. The main points that I wanted to raise here are everybody has ancestors who were violent. 
who are part of a violent system that stole land and resources from other of your ancestors. That is literally humanity's history. Every single person has ancestors. I have ancestors that did that. You have ancestors that did that. Humanity did that a lot. And the further back you go, the more you're going to find. And that goes for indigenous tribes as well. Even if somebody has, and I'm doing air quotes here, pure Irish ancestry, Ireland, this island has been colonised multiple times by people that you don't think of as colonisers, like the two at Adanan. And the Fomorians, well, maybe people do think of the Fomorians as colonisers, but, you know, generally the two at Adanan are given a free pass. And this stuff can get very complicated, and especially trying to put modern values and modern interpretations onto mythology makes it even more complicated. So like at the end of the day, all we can do is look to our lore that we have and our history and our mythology that we know that we have and take inspiration and guidance from that while working within our modern context. That actually has to happen. So you can't separate your modern perspective when you're living and working in the modern world out from your modern values. You have to work with that information within the context that you have it because this is part of our living tradition, right? And that's what Irish paganism is, a living, breathing, evolving tradition that has continued on the island from the Tuatadanan, from the, the Fomorians, from the Fearbolic. All of that, like all of those kind of waves of in and out, colonization, invasion, emigration, that is part of our history as well. So everybody has that. That's humanity's history. There's none of us with perfect, pure, innocent, blameless bloodlines, right? That just isn't a thing, right? So for the most part, everybody has ancestors who worked, who actively worked to eradicate spiritual practices from another tribe, other people, from the people whose land they were taken over, because that's how you, that's how you control a people, right? So like the language and the spirituality were the main power sources where the main comfort sources where the main sources of strength within any people within any culture take those things away you take away their connection you take away their power you take away their community and you divide and conquer basically again that is humanity's history that is a thing that happened when you're looking to connect to irish ancestry it's very important to realize that you also can't separate the irish and or the scottish into the good guys and the English into the bad guys. Because like, how far back do you go? When did England become English? When did Ireland become Irish? It's complicated, right? And then within the Irish tradition or within the Irish ancestry, we certainly have all of those bad things. And a huge majority of our own ancestors will have been Christian and probably Catholic. So that is a thing. And everybody has mixed ancestry. Again, there's no such thing as pure bloodlines. That's bullshit. Uh, whatever it's supposed to mean, in the vast majority of cultures and countries, maybe very isolated tribal cultures will have, again, air quotes, pure ancestry. I hate this. I hate this language. But certainly not in Ireland. We are people, as I said, of emigration and immigration. That is the, the blood and the bones of us. And that is just how it is and how it all was here. In our very oldest stories, in our teaching tales, it's our ancestral trauma because we've lost entire generations. I have family, sibling, who is still half a world away in Australia, 
with his family. I had another one who was out there for a very long time and thankfully has come home. But people are making their own choices and they are living where they're living because of travel because of economic tourism or immigration or whatever you want to call it that is emigration and immigration and it continues in Ireland to this day so as I mentioned earlier as well I also believe that everybody has more than just blood ancestry I go into this in great detail in the Irish ancestry class so there's social ancestry which is community and chosen family and spiritual ancestry which would cover past lives transmigration of souls previous contracts as well maybe with deities or with people initiations all that kind of stuff is all part of your ancestry so anyone who wants to with any ancestry can pursue and practice an Irish pagan path and I I don't know how to be any clearer about that and yet again it is something that comes up time and time again my entire life's work is based around connecting people to Ireland authentically who may or may not have Irish ancestry. It is the number one thing that people tell me when they join a Facebook group or join the mailing list. I'm here because my granny was from Kerry or my great aunt left from Cork. And, and that's all well and good. And I'm, I'm not in any way saying that's a bad thing, okay? But for me personally, it is completely irrelevant. Like, irrelevant. It doesn't give you any right or claim the same way I don't have a right or claim over this as I said my literal life's work is to try and open this up to make it accessible in a respectful and authentic way I'm not saying it's a free-for-all it is a semi-closed tradition actually but that means that you can learn it authentically from native sources and so it's not closed as in you have to be of that culture to be a part of it but you can come in and study and research and learn and connect and form relationships. That is what everything is based around. That kind of service, that connection service that I can provide is the, the crux of my priesthood, the core, really, rather than crux, the core. And I use that in both the English and the old Irish way, CEO, Father, I, or it is the the heart of everything that I'm doing here. And the key element, though, the, the deal breaker, the idea that takes it from being an open kind of free-for-all, yes, anybody can theoretically connect, can have access, can um, learn the Irish pagan tradition. Absolutely, right? But the deal breaker would be awareness around cultural appropriation. So there is part of the colonial heritage that a lot of people have, and the majority of people have, is an ingrained attitude of entitlement. And that is a huge problem. People come and expect that they can just take, right? And that because they have, this comes out in the Irish ancestry thing, because they have ancestry, because 23andMe told them on that piece of paper that they are 56% Irish, that they are entitled to take what they want and do what they want with it, including benefiting from it, including both financially and maybe with like social credit and status and all those things, right? So there is this attitude of entitlement that's like, 
I don't have that. A lot of people, particularly US people, feel that they, they are lost, that they don't have connection to ancestry, that they don't have a grounding in the culture that their ancestors either forced or voluntarily chose to leave, forced out of or, or voluntarily chose to leave. That landed them on Turtle Island that is now called the United States of America and that they have lost this. So they don't have it. They want it. They want the connection. So they're just going to take it and they're going to take it in whatever way they want. They're going to take it from whoever they want, whenever they want. <laughs> you can see where I'm going. This, this is a problem. So um, as Chelsea so rightly points out, much of neo-paganism is this way. And you can see it obviously not just with Irish or Celtic, loving the air quotes today, the Celtic tradition. Neo-paganism has become this kind of pick and mix of whatever the tradition's creators or individual practitioners need or want. They just take it from various indigenous cultures and traditions and most regularly horrifically mangle it and commercially repackage it, simplify it, packaged up to appeal to the lowest common denominator to make it easy, to make it consumable, to make it quick, to make it that kind of quick fix that is such an ingrained part of that particular culture. And obviously the influence, that's not just the US either, not in any way. I mean, you the folks in the US learned it from the English, learned it from their their English ancestors there. So like these are valid concerns that Chelsea is coming with, but the way to avoid it is just as Chelsea is doing, probably, hopefully you are doing by learning from native creators, by supporting and, and having relationship with native source people, teachers, culture, tradition, all that kind of stuff. Having that awareness and like taking nothing for granted, questioning and examining the sources and the roots of everything that you encounter. And I know it's hard work. <laughs> I know it is. And I know it's hard to pick out what might be reliable or trustworthy. So yeah, that is definitely one of the issues that we have come across that trying to question and examine the, the roots and the sources of everything that you come across can get very confusing. And I do understand that, but it is still work that is invaluable and 100% and worth doing, essential to be doing really. Um, and that doesn't just go for paganism. That doesn't just go for your spiritual life. That goes for everything that comes across your newsfeed. Learning from native sources, avoiding the, the mixed bag approach as much as possible and learn what you can from the heart of the culture as it stands today, as well as the history, as well as the mythology, again, in the native voices. Immersing yourself as much as possible within that culture and supporting that culture wherever you can. That feeds back, that promotes the right relationship that is something that people who are not native to Ireland, who are educating, who are teaching, who are possibly even financially benefiting from that, really 100% need to be aware of and need to make sure that feed is going both ways, that there is a contribution of equal or greater measure really back to the native source in whatever way that looks like. That could be donating to charity, that could be um, promote causes, that could be actively supporting, whether financially or with social media shares, credit, recommendations, reviews, native creators, native sources, seeking out, only supporting people who are working within that kind of awareness of cultural appropriation and not giving your time, effort, money, energy, specifically 
to people who are culturally appropriating and making sure that you're not feeding that machine and just having those ethics and having those standards. If everybody did that, then the world would be a lot better place. Neo-paganism definitely would be a lot, a lot better and a lot healthier than it is now. So this is about walking and working in right relationship uh, wherever possible and always endeavouring to give more than you take um, to support and to contribute. And that's really what it comes down to. So your ancestry, whatever your ancestry happens to be, you can, in your modern context, in your modern energy, your resources that you have, you can begin to find that balance or to work towards that balance of being in right relationship, both historically and in a modern context. And how you would do that historically is to make sure that you're being aware and um, making sure that you are, as I said, walking and working in right relationship with that modern culture that you are effectively benefiting from, that you want to honour through your ancestry and work with ethically through your own ancestry. It was a lot. So hopefully that's been useful to you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slong a full and we will see you next time.